and gentlemen, crypto traders around the world. I'm a little bit later on the update because I lost track of time with all the stuff that's going on. But fortunately, today's update's actually going to be very slim. So bear with me. Follow along as we get this get this thing cracking. Top of the bit, top of the list here. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check us out, especially with our Triad membership and everything that we're doing, and all the improvements that we're making. I do encourage you to check it out and leave us some comments and feedback about what you see. Check us on social media. All our various social media platforms are linked on the contact page. The about page, you can learn a little bit more about the show and the hosts. For some internal news, the endeavor's going. I had some troubling interactions today that caused me to go back into the whole burning building with the girlfriend's daughter feel again. And I've got a meeting with one of the people to hopefully allay my concerns. But it is going And I got the last bits that I needed to make sure the payment happens next week. So I'm not too concerned. Just I'm going to have to play it by ear on that one because I I truly want to make sure it all works out clean. Start getting some money in so we can get to the good stuff, which actually goes to today's news on the crypto side. So everybody already knows we're in a red period. Things are not looking good. Everything looks scary. But the truth is the origin of this was very unique. And it was kind of like this domino effect because first bitcoin and ethereum they're having issues the gas tokens are having issues etc and so on and then of course recently luna which is under terra and the usd ust which was supposed to be a stable coin lost its peg which means it was no longer perfectly pegged to the united states dollar and thus no longer stable and this wreaked havoc because people had some theories spinning around that this might have been an attack that it was a coordinated attack on the Terra network, there's some guy that people don't like, and it's this whole big drama show going around this more than just people selling. It was rather that was kind of strategic and planned, and I don't have evidence of this. I'm saying that's what was being chatted about, that it was actually an attack. Well, I personally don't agree necessarily with the attack vector theory. It could be, but I think it's a little bit simpler than this, and I was talking to somebody on social media And they brought up a theory, and I like their theory better than what was being presented. What he was saying was, ultimately, it's kind of like banking. If we were dealing with fiat, and we had a bank like, say, Washington Mutual, which no longer exists, and they're insolvent, they issued more loans than they have money for, or they have some other issue where they're not able to serve all the customers anymore, and it's about to fail. When we had that issue with the bubble years ago, the government, the federal government stepped in and said too big to fail and they started pumping a bunch of money into it. And for larger banks that were more stable, they basically gave a bunch of money to those banks so that they could acquire the lesser banks and help save the customer's accounts. Because what they were trying to do is save the industry. And this is all around the whole Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. There's a lot to it. I I encourage you to do some searching and just kind of learn about what got it to that point. Suffice it to say, This person on Twitter made the analogy that what you're seeing is how the market should work. That if whatever organization, he said bank, but it's not a bank, but whatever organization cannot do the job that they're supposed to do, they should be allowed to fail because they should not be, ultimately, we shouldn't be on the hook to help them out. Now, the flip of this is it's people's money and there's no insurance. Like you don't have the FDIC equivalent like you do on the banking side for cryptocurrency and as a result yes what i what he says makes sense the challenge is that what that means is that people will just lose money and that's it that increases the risk 
because now you don't have anything to gauge. You don't have anything to bank on. And all that's going to do is cause the federal government to start locking down with regulations that may not be needed. But we do have to understand what happened with Luna because it helps us better understand what regs would be smart regs. Here's where my theory comes in. If I go off what he said as far as some organization ultimately made the bad decisions and that these other organizations are perfectly fine, I agree with him. If I look at Libero, for example, Libero Financial's price went down, but its liquidity is in a very good spot. It appears to be very healthy and stable regardless of this disruption. Same with Hex. I look at these projects where they're actually stable, and it makes me think, well, what are they doing different? And the one difference I see is that many of these that are stable have liquidity pools paired to other stable coins that are more tested. USDC, for example, is proven, tested, pegged to United States dollar. It has the least probability of ever losing its peg. Binance USD, arguably same thing. When you get to USDT and some other ones, it gets a little bit sketchier. People think DAI is reasonably stable. It hasn't been tested yet. USDC has been tested on multiple occasions. Binance USD has been tested on multiple occasions. To the point Coinbase started carrying Binance USD, even though it's the Ethereum version. So now we start thinking, okay, there's got to be something to this tying your cryptocurrency to the stable coins that are more time-honored. And maybe Terra going their own way, creating their own stable coin is really the root cause. But what he said is, well, ultimately all these are backed by Bitcoin. At the end of the day, that's where the source, the real source of the funding and, and the, you know, when they buy or they sell Bitcoin, that's where things are happening. Well, if that's true, and I'm not saying it's not, but if that's true, that means Bitcoin is your central bank asset, which defeats the idea of decentralization. And it's a symptom when I talk to Mr. Sagala of the fact that we have turned cryptocurrency essentially into an alternate form of banking. Now, Bitcoin's price has been crashing like crazy, and we haven't gotten that back in order, and we don't know where that's going to go. I suspect Bitcoin will recover. I suspect all of them will recover but it's going to be a matter of time, especially because we don't really rightly know why it's going as low as it is. But we did find out that there was some shorting going on, and I'm not going to get deep into it, but ultimately people were excessively borrowing against Luna in this case. And that could be what's happening with Bitcoin and some others. They're basically just draining money out of it with these quote loans, these margin loans. And that's what we're seeing. If it's true, that means it's a temporary thing because they have to pay that back somehow. And either they pay it back from manually paying the loan or they pay it back by being liquidated. Some people said, well, while the value is nothing, there's nothing to liquidate. So you're not going to get the money back, which makes it insolvent. There would have to be another currency, though, available in order to back the loan as a collateral, like a stable coin, other stable coins. It's a good situation to watch because we have to see where this is going to go and how this all turns out. I would say, though, it should recover. We just don't know when. So when something like this happens, what do you do? What many of the investors are doing out there is they're trying to stabilize their value from draining too much. So they're selling off to these stable coins. They're selling off to Binance USD. They're selling off to USD Tether. They're selling off to USDC and so on to stabilize the value. Or if they're in an exchange like Coinbase, it actually lets you hold regular fiat in a bucket. And some exchanges even took the extreme approach of disallowing you from ex exporting your funds. It, because they didn't want to get rid of, they have to have some money to back other transactions and things while they're happening. In a sense, you're letting them borrow your money 
while it's during this kind of a period, while it's kind of turmoil. And so I'm not telling you what to do. I'm simply advising that what people have been doing is they basically just sell out to stable coins to try to stabilize the value. That's also contributing to the problem because you see nothing but red candles. And this is because, number one, you get the loss of value of the backing coins. Number two, you have the loss of value of Bitcoin and the gas tokens. Number three, you have sell. There's strong sell pressure. Some of it's FOMO related. Some of it's stabilization. The FOMO are people who are saying, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, I can't do this crypto stuff. This is too stressful. I'm getting out. The stabilization are people who really want to be in it but they need to stabilize their portfolio from any disruption, further disruption from what happened. KSI, who's a YouTuber, he said he had put $3 million in Luna and then it went down as far as $100. To give you an impression, if you weren't in Luna, how far it dropped, it dropped a lot. It peaked at like 130, 150 bucks. Crazy amount of pump. Seifu, which I talked about, it's, it started at like $10, $15, peaked all the way unreasonably at $330, Crap down to $150, currently at about $50-ish, trending downward towards its original launch. Libero is actually lower than its pre-sell price and so on. There's all this price disruption happening. The, so I guess what I'll say for you guys is as you're looking at your project portfolio, and the reason I say this is going to be a short episode is I don't even think it's worth covering an underdog token because I don't want to depress you. So I'm going to use this episode to real quick and dirty give you some advice to kind of keep you going. While we get past this, and I do expect it will recover, I just don't know when. And it's my theory only. But one thing to look at for your projects, anything that you're invested in, I would look at the liquidity state. So if you go to, like say it's a Binance token or it's a PooCoin token, you can, or excuse me, a, a, a Polygon rather token, you can go to PooCoin.app, pull up your token, and on the left in the information, it'll tell you what the liquidity looks like. What you're looking for is you're looking for a reasonably good amount of liquidity in the project. Don't worry about the price on the graph. Don't let it aphase you. You want to know that there's enough liquidity in the project. So I saw one project and it had like $1,000 of liquidity. That's probably not going to get you by, especially because it had like millions in volume. Well, that's pretty bad because it means that there's, there's not enough liquidity to support and it could completely crap out. So be looking at the liquidity state for your projects. Make sure that they've got enough liquidity to kind of hold the line. And you might already be in a project where selling it wouldn't do you any good anyway. You'd get make dollars or cents or something. So I'm not financially advising you to hold or sell or anything. I'm saying keep an eye on the liquidity health for your projects because I think it's the only thing you can really bank on is do they have the liquidity to weather the storm? Next, I would, if you don't already have it in your wallet, I would enable alerts for Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just those two. Why? Because knowing the price movement of Bitcoin is going to largely tell you what's going on with the rest of the business. Knowing what's happening with Ethereum is going to pretty much precisely tell you the price movement of your own crypto. And it's like a ratio. So let's say Ethereum goes down by $200. You can pretty much count that for every $100, and this is a rough, right? For every $100 that Ethereum goes down or up, you need to either expect a drop of 10% or an increase of 10%. And it's going to depend on the cryptocurrency. Some of them, depending on their pegging, did a good job of stabilizing the value. And so that equation doesn't apply. But for the most part, if you look at it, you'll start seeing a pattern 
with Ethereum's price movement and the price movement of your cryptocurrency that you can bank on and you can estimate. So if you get that alert, you can ideally stop looking at the graph, <laughs> right, for your projects so you don't get depressed in seeing what's happening. I can't predict the future. I don't know what the future is going to hold. If we had a different administration in office, I suspect that they would start pumping money into this to try to help stabilize at minimum Bitcoin. That's my theory. Like it feels like that that's what they would do. They would, they would earmark funds to buy some Bitcoin so that it helps stabilize the value against this because where Bitcoin goes, everything else follows, which is bad, but that's what it is. So I suspect in a different administration, that's what they would do. I think the current administration is going to use the current situation to their advantage to say, yep, we need regs, got to lock this down, got to make it like the stock market. This wouldn't have happened in the stock market, even though it did. But the point is, I think they try to use it to their advantage and go, neener, 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 do, do, do. So, and then with the exchanges, a lot of them actually lock down the ability to do certain types of trades on these things. And that just made it worse because people weren't able to exit their positions safely. Or because it's worth nothing, you can't liquidate anything, and so they can't make it right. So hopefully nobody's getting completely wrecked, but if you've been investing in smart projects, projects that are robust, projects that have utility, this is why I keep talking about it, projects that look like they're going to be around and not just the meme tokens. Like we're going to see, I mentioned it on YouTube, we're going to see a lot of projects get flushed out off this. We're going to see projects that were never built to weather real adversity. That's the real test. Are which projects are able to weather this kind of storm and come out stronger on the back end. It doesn't matter if they come out and they're just in a weak position with no liquidity left because that doesn't do you any good. That's where ID finance is. We want products that they were built so well that they managed to weather the storm and they're stronger after it, even ones that are stronger during it. Those are the ones I think are worth your eye and time. And those are the ones I've called out where I can. Obviously, you got to make up your own decision. For your portfolio, I can't advise you. I will say this. I hope, sincerely hope, everybody listening to my show has taken the advice not to YOLO into any project. Like this is this kind of situation is why you don't dump all your money into anything. I don't care how good it might look right now. You can't know when something like this can happen. That's why I say you got to fight that temptation and don't dump all your money into any single project or any group of projects. The money you invest should be money you're okay losing because you're either going to lose it temporarily or you're going to lose it permanently. This exercise is great to learn that and master that and get used to that. So if some of you unfortunately YOLO'd into things, I'm sorry. I do think it'll pass. But it depends on the project, right? Your project might not have been robust and it might not recover and you would count that as a total loss. Take it as a lesson learned if that's happened to you. Take it as a lesson learned. Take it as something where you now will understand it. And if you decide to get a crypto, that's fine too. I'm saying if you decide to stay in it, you got to take this on the chin and say, you know what? I should not have YOLO'd into these things and I got to be smarter about it. And I got to fight that temptation because it is tempting. It is very hard and I understand how it feels, especially when you got one that you think you got all the answers on, and then something like this happens that was totally out of your control, even out of that project's control. Could be the greatest project on, on earth, but this kind of disruption, because of how everything's linked, it means you really shouldn't YOLO in. When you got celebrities losing millions of dollars in this business, it tells you, now they can afford it, right? They can afford to throw that kind of money away. 
you and I probably can't. I'm assuming you probably can't afford to lose your entire life earnings on something like cryptocurrency. So just take my advice on one thing, which is never YOLO into cryptocurrency. That's why. I don't care if it's one project or 20. Never put all your money. It should always be throwaway money, money you can afford to lose because you just don't know. And especially in 2022, we've had a very rough 2022. So just be safe and just be smart about it. Don't throw all your stuff in there. Use your money for smart things. You know, your family, your food, clothes, you know, these are what matters. Now, whatever's left over, you can play with some cryptocurrency knowing you're not going to get rich overnight and that's okay. I'm going to leave it at that because like I said, there's no point in covering an underdog token like I plan to with what's going on and I don't want to depress you. Hopefully that information though helps. And I'll just, again, I won't even do any of the pitch or any of that kind of stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on any of the issues or anything because I know it's rough. I will say this. If you have any questions or anything at all, please, CryptoTalkRadio.net, fill out the form that we got under contact, fill out the form, or hit us on social media with your question. We'll do the best we can, knowing that we can't give you financial advice, but we, where we can, we'll try to offer some you know generic advice and guidance on how to go. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate everybody that listens to the show. Appreciate our subscribers. We appreciate our tribe members. We appreciate all of you because you do have choices, and we want to try to provide Good coverage. Today is a little bit of an aberration because I don't want to spend too much time talking about something you already know, number one, or something that is just going to depress you, like some underdog token that's already in the crapper, right? So for now, just hold the line, take care, and I'll check in with you guys on Tuesday. YouTube gets a little bit more frequent updates, so if you want to get a little bit more on where I'm at, what I'm doing throughout the week, check our YouTube channel for some of those uh, out of cycles that happen other than that if you're patient you're just going to hold the line like i advise we'll check back in on tuesday and we'll pick up where we left off and as long as i see things kind of going up then we'll get back in our groove of underdog tokens if we don't i'll do more dyor type coverage like we've been doing and then i got a couple of updates for you next week for some events that i decided to do and let's see how that goes as well take care guys and i'll i need to go eat <laughs>